This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 512, Spotlight on Star Trek Discovery. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is episode 512. It's our spotlight on Star Trek Discovery. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and I'm joined, as always, on Star Trek-related episodes with... T-Bore Mates. T-Bore Mates. So we're talking about Discovery. So it aired on, what, the 24th of September? That's right. 24th of September, we got two episodes. Now, in Canada, we actually got them on our actual cable channel. Yeah, we're the only country to have it on cable TV. So everyone else got it on what, Netflix? Uh, the rest of the world, except for the States, who gets it on CBS All Access. So they got it on CBS, and it was... Well, yeah, they actually aired the first two on CBS. No, just the first. Oh, really? They didn't hear the second one? Yeah. Oh, Which I'm going to get into, too. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So I heard that they aired both, but anyway. No, no. Okay, that, that was my understanding, that they were only going to air the one. And um, the-, the angry tweets I read would indicate otherwise. Okay, all right, cool. So, Star Trek Discovery, we knew this was coming for a while. Um, yeah. Like, when did they first announce this? Like, this feels like it's been forever. Yeah, well, it got pushed twice, right? It was, uh, originally, it was supposed to air uh, January of this year. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it was going to be May. There was the rumor. I don't know if it was actually officially announced as May. Maybe okay. it was only pushed once. Okay, but um, but anyway, it was definitely pushed the once, and then yeah, obviously now we're getting it September. Okay, which is a more traditional time of year. Time of year for new shows, anyways. But do you think it's smart to put it in the middle of like a crowded new, you know? S- a crowded season of new launches. Like you have a lot of stuff launching. Well, where a this lot of is a weird project in the sense that, like, because in the states, which is, I guess, the primary audience in one way, but it, like, though it's weird because Star Trek has a pretty big following around the globe. It's pretty global. So anyway, but uh, but yeah, the CBS is obviously really trying to push their new Netflix esque. Which um, makes sense because everyone's doing it now. Disney's going to have right. it coming but up. But it's just so own. weird to me that then they went and make a, made a deal with Netflix to distribute it everywhere else because they don't have the infrastructure to do it properly. Mm-hmm. So just give it to friggin' Netflix already. You know what I mean? Like this whole every studio doing their own thing is going to end up screwing the whole thing over anyway. It's interesting where Netflix gets um, broadcast rights to certain stuff too. Like this is very different, but like I, uh, my wife and I watch uh, The Grassy. We still have for years, and so a couple years ago they ended the previous run that was originally Degrassi the next generation which right. then became Degrassi and they made a, a launched a new show called Degrassi the new class I believe that's what it is um, with the exact same people like nothing different yeah they just changed um, the title but in Canada it's now moved over to um, what we call F2N or it's basically the family channel but everywhere else it's on Netflix um, so there's a so before they'll launch it on Netflix, we'll get it like a week early. We'll get the first five yeah, episodes. Well, it's a Canadian show, right? Yeah. So. so they'll do it every night. So we'll get the first five episodes. But then on the end of day five, all ten episodes are available worldwide, except for in Canada. We still have to wait another week to get the next five. Which is yeah. kind of a weird. So it's not. Yeah, it's like weird. You know, Netflix is kind of being that place where if you don't care about your distribution outside of your kind of your home country, you just kind of give it to them. Yeah, no, well, I mean, like... Which makes sense. It's a nice distribution arm to know that it's going to be able to instantly get places. Yeah, well, because they're already everywhere, right? Or yeah, and, like, obviously that, that space is getting crowded in the States because, you know, they... I mean, they're... It would seem that their TV packages are a lot more expensive than ours. They have more premium cable networks. They have all this stuff kind of jockeying for your money. They have... Now, obviously, now there's Netflix. There's... What not there Hulu Plus? There's Yeah, there's a few. Amazon Prime. We get Amazon Prime as well. Yeah. There's a few different things. But 
tons of stuff. And so, yeah, in the, into this crowded marketplace, CBS now has this. They're trying to push this. the CBS all-access thing, right? True. And I got to say, like, as much as I maybe don't like that they chose this as the time to do it, this is a brand that everyone knows, and if you're going to launch a streaming service, it has to be with a known quantity. Yeah, and obviously they've thrown money at it. Like you can tell that there's a lot of money going into this. So absolutely, with the marketing as well, they had like I don't know if you saw it in in New York. They had like a like a, a frame that was being held up by a helicopter flying oh, really? around the city that looks like the the ship. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Cool. They did it at night, so it's all lit up like the Discovery. That's just kind of neat. But yeah, yeah. So they've obviously they marketed the crap out of it. They put money into it, as we can tell by the production value. Yeah, production uh, value is high. Very cinema. It does look like a film in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that that's necessarily used well. We can get into that. Yeah. So well, that, where do, so where do you want to start with this? There's a lot to unpack, but yeah, I mean, so we're getting a pilot episode. That's yeah. Okay, so obviously they've split up the first episode into two because of the CBS All Access thing. Obviously, they're trying to be like get you hooked on that first episode. Yeah, but that first episode ends with like a cliffhanger. I'm like, that's a bit of a fuck you because well, yeah, go buy our product now. Yeah, you're not. And but here's the thing: like, it's not even like you get a one like a a two hour pilot, and now now you got the show. At the end of the second episode, you still don't have a discovery yet. No, yeah, we haven't seen the actual title ship. Like, so it just kind of felt like a bit of bullshit there because, like, if you go back to you know Voyager was a two part. Oh yeah, but uh, to be fair, they're building up. To like, they're building this thing. Obviously, it's a, like they're showing that it's a continuing story. It's not like the other Star Treks where they're usually self-contained. Yeah, and that's but, fine. I don't but, mind that. DS Nine had a, like an ongoing story. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's a different era of television. I don't mind that they're building it up. Though, to be fair, I I think obviously episodes one and two are one episode. Mm-hmm. It's a two part. It's a two hour pilot. My my feeling on this is that. I'm going to use an uh, analogy that you may not know that well or that you won't know, but um, in the early 2000s, the way that people wrote comic books changed fundamentally, and it became something that is known in comic books as uh, decompression. So suddenly you had what used to be like kind of like a one one or two issues of a comic, suddenly took six issues to tell the story. Now, in oh, theory, okay. you were able to explore and more deeper characters, and so the, the biggest example of this that people always remember is they redid Spider-Man's origin in Ultimate Spider-Man in like 2001 yeah. or 2000, and I can't remember exactly, and basically they went back and they blew up his origin and it took them six issues to get to the death of Uncle Ben. Okay. In the original story, it took less than 15 pages. Right, 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 right. So that's a lot of, you know, now on the, on the plus end, you get a lot of characterization and development that you couldn't have otherwise. Right. But on the other hand, you know, you're stretching out a story that didn't need to be there. That's how I felt about this, is that you got two I, issues, I agree with you. two episodes where I felt like they could have been a lot more condensed. Like the yeah. whole beginning on the on the desert planet with. Um, yeah, see, that, that, so the, like, the opening sequence, I agree with you. That felt like it was just kind of put in there to go, look what we can do. And it was way too cutesy. But the whole, they made the star. Yeah, well, like, they made the Delta do? Shield, yeah. It's like, oh, I made a star for them the finest. Like, I felt like, oh, really? Like, Yeah, that's... it was kind of cheesy. And like then they were showcasing these new weird aliens that we really didn't see much about at all. No, they meant right? nothing. And also, they're kind of Star Wars-esque, to be fair. They are. So, that means Star Trek has always had like a certain type of alien. They're mostly humanoid. Yeah. Or like the Star Trek right? movies. Like, the most recent Star Trek movies had those types They've of... They've gone more Star Wars-esque. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, you know, but I mean, I guess it's a... I can deal with that to a certain degree, but mm-hmm. that opening sequence didn't, did feel like, hey, guys, we want to go to Jordan and film some stuff. Like, it, it really oh. didn't need to be there at all. No. It wasn't a very strong opening in any way. Like, it was just kind of, I guess the idea was to show the relationship between Michael Burnham and uh, the captain what's it, uh, yeah. of the Shenzhou. But did it, did it feel like that had to be 
No, it, it could have taken place anywhere, right? Like, it didn't need to be that particular scene. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't the strongest opening. I mean, I think if you just, even if you just acknowledge that they've been together for seven years, I think I automatically kind of go, okay. Yeah, I know, I hear you. It was like, a- I, I watched this with my dad, and it was interesting because he was like, he was talking about next gen and he was like you could show that in a business class i'm like what do you mean and he's like well like that's how you run it like picard runs it like a ceo he runs his ship like a like a company like it, it's very yeah like, there's order there's form and then he really didn't like the the mutiny on the bridge and in, in this one and like he's like i don't yeah. like this character like she's kind of like a jerk like, like well she's like okay so we find out that uh, michael burnham who's the main character is the first officer right now in the shenzu mm-hmm. right so uh, i think i'm saying that right i don't um, believe you are anyway uh she was raised by vulcans because so, her parents were killed by klingons not just any vulcan yeah which is kind of interesting because right away i thought about Worf. yes right? was a, like, you weren't killed, the only one killed by romulans was a uh, you know, someone but, on the aftertech show even bring that up Possibly, yeah. I like, think think that was one of the the, the uh, tweets they uh, they read out. Yeah, it's it. kind of similar. Not that it's connected in any way, but kind of similar. And, the, and they had mentioned that uh, Romulans is a word they don't mention in the writers' room. It's right, yeah, because of the time period. Yeah. Um, the other thing it's a uh, so she's so she, anyway so she's kind of weird because she has that sort of Vulcan logic edge. Yes. But then we're also seeing her being kind of a flawed human as well. Very flawed. So, um, yeah, the mutiny on the bridge to me, like that, reminded me of uh, the film, like the films, yes. the Calvin timeline films with like Kirk and Spock and yeah, absolutely. A, like, and again, we have some people. Was it is it just Kurtzman that's involved in this? I, uh, that's from the film era. I don't know for sure. Because anyway, that 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 really felt to me like pulled right out of the movie. Well, and my dad brought up a comment. He's like, "Why did?" Or actually, it might have been my mom. She actually watched this, but she doesn't usually watch Star Trek at all. Yeah. And uh, one of them was kind of like, "Why did? Why did Michelle Yeoh's character need to, to to actually point her phaser at at Burnham? Like when she comes out of the out of her ready room and says like belay that order, she's on the deck. Like yeah, no, no, the, 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 yeah, the, it's like they were trying to build tension with. But that like, doesn't feel like Star Trek. No, either. I know it doesn't. Yeah, it's a little too aggressive. Very aggressive. Like that's yeah. a big move to take. Like obviously you're pissed off. This you're you're trusted yeah. number one. Just you know trying to waylay you and try to do her own kind of personal vendetta here. Yeah. Or at least that's the way it looks to everyone else. But then you don't come guns a blazing onto the onto the sh- onto the bridge. Like yeah, it, it is a bit awkward, and especially because she already had security like just yeah. escort her out after. It is a little strange. This is and again, it's not only is it kind of the Star Trek m- movies, the more recent movies esque. It's also kind of Star Wars esque. Yeah, I know they're definitely trying to like, you know, I guess modernize it. To like, it is kind of weird. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, Roddenberry would be pissed. His humans were all evolved, right? Or at least TNG. Was. Yeah. The, well, okay. So here's the thing. It's like, yeah, past Star Trek, they always try to like the 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 sort of ground rule was conflict among Starfleet officers doesn't exist because they work together. They although so, it does exist in TOS to a degree. Yeah, but like you know, but everything after TNG that, was, or I guess what's what, yeah, like the, that was sort of the Roddenberry rule. And then I know um, Rick Berman sort of tried to uh, always follow that rule. That was one of his like golden rules that Roddenberry laid out. Yeah, and it was a uh, but there are so ways he, of getting around it. Like you could be addicted. Yeah, to well, that's why they brought Starfleet. Well, exactly. So they've always tried to introduce other things to create conflict. Yeah, I don't mind having humans that are a bit more conflict, like because it it's sort of. You know, like, how do you create drama without conflict, right? Mm -hmm. But I agree with you in the sense, like, these guys seem to think that, like, oh, look at the flat. Like, 
to me, this, these this, these two episodes, there's more flash than substance here. Yeah, and that's what's bothered me like the most out of the, the episodes. We're getting a lot of like, ooh, look at the special effects we have. Ooh, look at the costumes, which, which we are have. nice. Ooh. Yeah, no, I know, but and at, actually, at the same I, time, I don't mind the costumes. Again, they're very enterprise esque. I don't mind the uniform. The only thing that really bothers me on the uniform, there's two things: the, the Delta schemes? pattern down the side, okay, which is ripped from the Calvin timeline. I hate that shit. Get rid of that stupid. Like they got rid of it in Star Trek Beyond, and yeah. it looked so much better. Yeah, it looks pajama. Like it does. It's, it's stupid. You the do other not thing like that, the uh, the pips on the yeah the the on the, the on the Delta Shield badge that they have the ranking. It's so hard to see it. It's impossible. Like it's so stupid. Like like it's, it's only in like actual stills afterwards. I was like, oh. I yeah, didn't realize there was they almost have to be side, standing sideways for you to even be able to see that there is a rank there, right? So yeah. it'd be it's really badly designed, if you ask me on that one. It is. So the rest of the uniform doesn't bother me all so much. Like it was a, the they went with gold, um, bronze, and, and silver instead yeah. of the traditional colors, mm. which is kind of a little bit of a kick in the nuts, I guess. It's a um, as very, a Star Trek fan, very different, but an extremely surface similarity. The beginning of 2009's Star Trek movie. You have you know a Federation ship. Suddenly, there's an enemy ship, and they get blown to pieces. Like it's kind of not that different from here. Yeah, no, it's a I very mean, bi- like like very surface. Like obviously, there's a lot more going on here. But yeah, like, it's not that dissimilar. That no, it's not. It was a um, like I like I felt like this whole episode could have been 15 minutes. No, I agree with you. In the overall story, it feels like it's a lot. Like uh, it's very like it, it, there's not a lot going on here. Like they, they could have. Move the story along quicker, for sure. No, and this didn't feel like like the way Starfleet should even act, but mainly because of Burnham, I guess. Like she's, that's just not the Starfleet I know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really like. She was a little like quick to you know, because the captain, I guess, was pretty quick to dismiss her. But yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a bit different for sure. I mean, overall, I personally like the cast so far. I think that aren't they all dead? Well, a lot of them are dead, yeah. So, like, who cares? So, but, I mean, uh, um, the alien, what's his name? Uh, Saran or something like that? Or, uh, Is that the one who can sense death? Yeah, okay, that was the only thing that bothered me about his character, His that line. was yeah. like, my species was, was created Although, for one purpose, to sense death. That's a really fucking dumb species in that Here's sense. the thing. Like, I feel like the way they cut it in the trailer and the way it came off in the show, I didn't, didn't bother me at all. So because it, it very much felt, felt more like a, almost like a spiritual I'll be honest line. with you, when I saw him in the trailer and that was his line, yeah. I didn't like the character. No. I was actually really impressed with the character afterwards because he's actually kind of Spock-esque with the... My dad hated it. He's I, like, uh, why is this guy scared of his own shadow? I, I, like, he's I, like, I didn't mind the character. It was a, like, I thought I was going to really annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. But like, it, it's a stupid line. Like mm-hmm. and, and it's a stupid like if that's what his species was created for I don't know like hopefully they maybe I, I didn't get the sense that that was an actual thing that was more of like a it's a stupid be- line it's a stupid line yeah. if that's all his species was created for then I don't know like I, it's, I, I don't think that's I think no I think that's a generalization I think it was just the thing that they they thought up in the writers room that sounded cool I don't think they actually meant yeah it to well be this literal. is what the problem with these writers is that they think of these things and they don't think them through further far enough you know what I mean like it's like ooh that's gonna be cool what do you think of the ooh. bridge being on the bottom of the ship. Yeah, the departure from what's a uh, like I, my thing is it's just as vulnerable at the bottom as it is on the top. No, I don't. Yeah, why don't you put it inside if you're you know if yeah. you're going to make a change, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, just leave it on the top. Yeah, you know. I, I don't mean? know. I it doesn't. It didn't bother me all that particularly. Like you know, like it's like ooh. Like, yeah, uh, I was fine with it. I mean, there's shield helicarriers that have the same thing. Yeah, like. It kind of makes sense um, from like a visibility. Like I don't know. Like I kind of like at the bottom. Th- this ship itself it looks um, kind of similar to NX01. 
Like, yes. Was it the, like the NX class? It kind of looks like an evolution of that, yeah. like on the exterior. It's interesting that by the time of you know TNG, um, they, they don't really allow any real like. If there's a lot of bright lights, you're not going to have that reflected into the like you have view screens for that. You don't have like. Well, yeah, that was the, so the 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 bridge having a, a wraparound window with yeah. a heads up display on it is totally ripped out of the Calvin timeline. Yeah. So this is the other thing I don't like about this show. They're claiming that this is all taking place 10 years before Kirk in the prime timeline, but it's really not looking like the prime timeline. Some people have said it's a third timeline. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's kind of strange to me. Like, it really doesn't look like the, the, the prime timeline. And, I mean, a lot of people were upset with Enterprise not falling into the, the, the um, you know, like the prime universe because, you know, the technology is better and all that. Well, that's just and the that's, function of... If you're gonna make something, that well, that's this is why it's tough. This is why I almost feel like these prequels they gotta just stop with the fucking prequel and go forward, right? Because Star Trek's always been a reflection of us from our current time. Yes, like you know what I mean. So, and from a even, technology even standpoint, we, we're only gonna complain because well, yeah, it's always gonna be evolving. It, you can't make it yeah, the sixties. Well, that's the thing is, if you're gonna do it, I almost feel like a retro would have been kind of better in one way mm. but then they did go retro with the phaser design and like yeah. other th- so th- they've made this weird mishmash of stuff it's it's kind of and some stuff is cool but again when you think of if it's supposed to fit into like the timeline that we know and the technology that we know like yeah the, it's, um, it's awkward in their ability to talk you know with the, the hologram yeah the hologram it's, it's, it's cool it if it was post voyager from our yeah exactly they did um, dabble with it in uh, DS9 okay I don't know if you remember that they no. had so on on the Defiant for I think it was only one episode and then they got rid of it but they had like a hollow um, communicator basically really okay and it was right behind Cisco so he just kind of turned around and, okay and they were there but obviously it was just an actor yeah, not yeah. any CGI back no. then but they did dabble with it in Deep Six. Okay, because I mean that was cool, but again, it doesn't yeah, fit the timeline. It doesn't fit the timeline at all. It totally pulls it out. But right? a cool concept. No, I mean and they and played I it well, and like and that's like, the hard thing about like. Although it's really just the view screen, but like in three D form, because like even when he was talking there, but he's still talking to the people on his own ship, one of the admirals. And yeah, like shit's going on. No, and for like, sure. Yeah, he's, it's just like a three D projection of him yeah. wherever he is. But yeah, no, again, cool. It was a, for like a you know as a futuristic technology. Are we going to see that eventually? Possibly, quite possibly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it totally doesn't fit the timeline. Now that's the thing is balancing like what fits the timeline and still making it look relevant to today, mm-hmm. right? It's like even the communicator is outdated the way of, you know the flip phone, like, yeah. you know style mm-hmm. communicator. But they went retro with that, right? Yeah, and actually that was one of the things that kind of bothered me in Star Trek that they um, in motion picture they had the watch. Right, they oh, had yeah. the it was the wrist communicator, yeah, yeah. right? And then in the second one, they brought back flip communicators, right? Because it was sort of like, oh, well, that was the Star Trek thing, right? Like from the show, mm-hmm. and that you know that it feels like Star Trek. But that's why I liked Roddenberry when he did Next Generation in the sense that he went with the combat, yeah, and just incorporating it into the combat because it was it was a progression, yeah, right. And the Star Trek's always sort of done progressions, and then again with Enterprise, then it was that fine balance of how do we make this fit the timeline. But still, so I thought Enterprise played that line really well. Mm-hmm. Of like, so they had flat panels all over the bridge, which you wouldn't have seen obviously in, no. in TOS. But they also had you know the buttons. They had the intercoms. You know, they tried to keep some things mm-hmm. like you know to fit in. I think it fit better than this new ship does. Yeah. You know, the other thing that was weird about this is the transporter room. 
What's it? Uh, they mentioned that this transporter technology is no longer like made anymore. Well, the, I think that they just sort of established that multiple, the ship is an old ship. Well, I think there was they kind of said that there's multiple types of teleportation. Yeah, there's different types right? of transport. So the, this, yeah. the particular one they were using is outdated, but. Yeah, so obviously they're that. trying to say that this ship is an older ship as well, Which right? I'm fine with whatever. No, I'm fine with that. It's just interesting though. Like you know, we've they never... still have ble- bleeding edge technology somehow. Like he could like when she first goes on the ship, Burnham. She's still like even though she makes the the comment that it's an old ship, she's still like ooh. Like well, seven years ago, I guess it was still newer. <laughs> like, well, even then they were saying it was old. No, I know it's kind of funny, but then, uh, at she... the same time, like Enterprise again. This is after Enterprise. Yeah, it is. Yet Enterprise had normal transporters. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's a well, again, normal transporters, but again, the, the technology in the transporters, I guess it's been upgraded and changed. I don't know. Like, yeah. I have an iPad. I had an iPad five years ago, but my iPad now is better. Yeah, no, I hear you, but it, you know anyway, they, they kind of made it seem like this is a different type of transporter than the normal transporter. I swear to God, Apple's probably creating the transporters. I Who trans- knows? iTransporter. Anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> the iTransporter. But yeah, the technology sort of aspect of it is weird. It's a, um, you know, it's a, like, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to make a blend. They've kind of gone with this weird retro sci-fi look to some things, and then really futuristic on other things. Yeah. It's a weird mishmash of stuff. Um, the uniforms they, we talked about. Interesting body armor for like the away mission when they go. Yeah, on. I didn't mind that. Like, I, uh, that's one thing that always kind of did bother me. And then like they were never prepared. Star Trek, well, no, they just they didn't have a lot of variants for uniforms. Like it was always they always wore the one uniform. Regardless of what environment they I'm, were going, I'm kind in. of surprised that um, Enterprise did more of that with different be, uniforms. Well, I'm surprised that because obviously it's a you know it's a sci-fi show. Uh, I'm going to bring another comic book reference, but um, a comic book thing that they've always had is something called unstable molecules, which is supposed to be a re- inventions of Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four that he creates this type of um, of clothing, which is basically it's. It's it can be lit on fire and it's not going to burn. It's it yeah, can okay. take all this stuff and the idea that that's what Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, has, so that when he lights on fire, he's not just naked afterwards. Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually used it in the Fantastic Four movies, the first two, not right. the third one. Although I think it's probably there too. And I've always been surprised they never really showed them using like synthetic fibers that actually kind of did that. Like they still have regular damage all the time. Like it doesn't actually. Oh yeah, them. that's true. Like in the old Star Trek, you mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you're but, right. But they could. Like really. shirt, Kirk's shirt would be ripped open. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, in theory, the technology exists, especially when they have replicators and stuff. That they could probably, you know, create synthesized armor that's inter- yeah, no. interwoven into their suits. Uh, and I like the fact that these guys had like some body armor, which make, kind of makes sense, right? That could yeah. probably protect them from certain things, right? Does it make you sad that they didn't have a proper batleth? Um, well, here's the thing with the Batleth, too. Like, uh, the Batleth from TNG and then was used in subsequent. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful design, right? It's also a functional design. It is. Right? So what really bothered me was I remember um, in A Darkness when they showed the, the Cleons with the Batleths, and they added, like, extra spikes to it to make yeah. it look more aggressive, I guess. This is the kind of shit that I don't like with these designers. It's like, yeah. oh, it, you know, add a couple spikes because it looks different and more aggressive. Yeah. But it's like, it, but it takes away from the form and functionality of the of the of the thing, right? Which is so stupid. Yeah. So I mean, here are these Klingons also. I guess we may as well get into the Klingons since we're talking about it. Now, what do you think of the new Klingon? Uh, before we get to delving deeper into the Klingons, yeah. In the background, as we're recording, we're actually seeing the second episode. So, like, this is what's making me think of it now. Um, it really bugged me that Burnham shot and killed the guy. 
she was yeah that would that bothered the specific me too. orders were to take him alive yeah and there's no reason that she couldn't have wounded yeah she him. just got so emotional that yeah, like, she, she could have wounded him yeah, grabbed him absolutely and, and beamed away uh, it was she, very unstarfleet like yeah. very much so she made a decision to murder him yeah she's not a very good starfleet officer actually. well and that's why and the one that should be promoted to captain no which is kind of funny and at, you know she she's in she's in jail twice this episode and that's yeah how, well yeah and again did. this is what bugs me because like I feel like the pilot, even if it's a two-part pilot, should set me up and someone understand where the characters are going to go in the future. Instead, we have her in jail with no idea how she's going to get out of there. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the jail quickly since we're talking about it. so the brig. Um, this is another thing that really fucking bothered me for some reason. Small thing, but okay. the the fact that she had to like convince the computer to let her out of the of the thing, and then on top yeah. of it, the way she got out. So. If I'm to understand correctly, like these ships have all these like emergency um, safeguards. And stuff? Well, it's a uh, force fields and everything, yes. right? Her brig is still operating. Yes, there's a force field around it. Could you not just extend the force field out to the door and then you can just walk across? This version, in a no, to do of course that. not, because we have to have that cool scene because it's cool. It's going to look good with her, you know, freezing for a couple well, that's seconds. Just, that just reminds me of... It was retarded. Of, um, what the hell did that need to be there didn't for? Didn't we get a similar... Well, not very different, but, I mean, Kirk and... Uh, yeah, exactly. It's stupid shit like that from the movies that is like, oh, it's going to look good. Yeah. And it's... You guys are just fucking dumb. Whoever... who Who's... Like, nobody stood up and said, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like somebody in the room should have been like, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's, it's dumb and unnecessary. How did they... Considering how over uh, outmatched they were uh, during this whole conflict against the Klingons, how did anyone survive? Well, I mean, uh, we uh, I assume that the, the just alien because they took out survived, the, right? Well, I guess we out, see the uh, we see the escape pods. Yeah, but they took out the torchbearer. I mean, but like, who cares? Yeah, I don't they, know. Why didn't the Klingons hunt down and kill the rest? Klingons? Yeah, I guess that's it. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I, I do like. Okay, so a bunch of things with Klingons first. I like that they at least paid lip service to Kalis. Yeah, no, no. The Klingon culture, I think, their culture side of things, well, they're did, doing okay. How did you feel having a lot of it in subtitles? I thought it was a kind of cool idea. It was, I mean, it's happened before in previous Star Treks. Instead yeah. of just doing this... like the, It's kind of neat, actually, just ha- hearing the Klingon. It's a, instead of, and with the subtitles, I don't mind it. I think, for me, it went on too long. You would have rather have had more of it in English? I think so. Which is, well, I think after a certain amount of time, I don't want to be reading everything, which is very stupid. Like, I'll watch a foreign movie because that's meant to be that way. This is different. Yeah, no, I hear you. You know, they're choosing to do something, and there's only a select few people who can actually understand what what they're actually saying in Klingon. Yeah, no, I hear you. Right? So it's not like I'm, you know, prejudiced against, like, some sort of, you know, language and hate that, you know, that's not this. This is an English language film. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear put you. together and they're doing this for stylistic reasons, not functional reasons. That's true. It's definitely a stylistic choice. One I didn't mind. It's it okay. just went on longer than I would have liked. And maybe that's also... There is a lot of Klingon dialogue. There well, is. and we also watched two episodes back to back. Yeah, that's true. Right? So, like, maybe if I had watched one and then had a week off and watched the next one, it wouldn't Fair. have felt like so much. But when you had two very heavy episodes... Focusing on so much of you know the Klingons' own rhetoric to kind of get them to do something, which again, even that felt like it was too much. Like I got the gist, and I felt like they kept hammering the same point. Yeah, that's true. They're really trying to go with yeah. But part of it's because it was two episodes, so maybe again, maybe it's less their fault and more just the mechanism that 
we got to see it in back to back, and that's maybe not how it was meant to be. But it's also been played out as like this big movie, so you are you actually are supposed to kind of binge yeah. It. No, I hear you on that. It is kind of yeah. There is a lot going on there with the dialogue. There's a lot of a lot of talk, so and not a lot of substance, right? No, like, it's like we get the what's going on. We get it. It could have been wrapped up a little faster, but obviously the idea is that you know this guy, who I guess is from the twenty fifth house. Is that how we're supposed to take that? Uh, yeah, or I think he's an outcast because the one Klingon. So here's the thing: it looks like the houses all have different ridges. Did you know? Did yeah. you catch that in the hologram? So th- this is the whole thing about like a lot of fans like myself are all going, "What the fuck are they doing with the Klingons? Why are they changing them?" Yes, and they, they keep saying we're going to get an explanation. I'm a little worried about their explanation because these Klingons look really different. Like they have like really weird hands going yeah. on. But so, I mean, I guess to go back, Enterprise made people go well, and I guess they right, eventually had a solution. They, yeah, but we also they, they did that uh, like on purpose. We saw a Klingon that we see further in the future, and then they explained why the uh, Klingons looked like, like the, the yeah, way yeah. they did it. And, and so, but they still were an established Klingon look. Yes, right. So this is going totally in a different direction with the Klingon look. I wasn't a big and fan. Also, the I'm not a big fan of it either. I think it's really weird, especially the hands like being all like, yeah. weird, like hoof like or not hooves, but like. Um, hands is and this, this sounds stupid, but it bugged claws, me. claws. That's yes. what I'm looking for. It bugged me that and I forget his name, the, the main one. Yeah, uh, it bugged me that he had so much difficulty with the captain in hand to hand combat. Like oh, I know, oh, I know yeah, his ship had just yeah. been like hit, and maybe maybe that's why maybe he's shaken. But like you know, they're they're supposed to be considerably stronger than humans. Yeah, and I'm not not to say anything about women can't be strong, but like. I'm sorry, you have this big, giant Klingon. Yeah. I expected him to do a little bit better. No, I hear you. It's a, um, but yeah, I don't think he's a separate Klingon, because he looked like that other Klingon that was like sort of um, uh, denouncing him, remember? Like, he was the only one that wouldn't yeah. listen. And they had the same type of ridges. Yeah. So it looks like all 24 houses have different ridges. Now, I don't know if it's ever been established, to be honest, that there was only 24 houses within the Klingon Empire. I don't think that's ever been a number or anything like that. No? I, that I know of. I'm not sure. I might be wrong, but anyway, it's just interesting that they're. It's going. not a bad concept. I no, mean, I don't like the concept. Here's the stupidest thing, and I, it's, it's very narrow-minded of me as, as a fan. And I feel like if they had all looked like traditional Klingons, I probably would have been fine with it. No, I agree. I totally agree. But I don't doesn't know. it feels dumb to be like? I didn't like, like the way they looked, but like, just it's not. Clear. I don't. Th- I don't think it's dumb. I think it, like everybody's going wide. Like, and then they're you know they did mention this in the after Trek thing, where the the, the one guy says, uh, "Oh well, we felt it was really necessary to have them all have a different look," and it's like. So it's just fucked up, like really. And there's white Klingons because we can't understand the concept of twenty four houses without having twenty four different types of Klingons. Yeah, like fuck off. Like that's just yeah. again that, that's a stylistic choice for because we can change the makeup now. Like yeah. you know, it's just weird. I don't again. Like nobody said, hey, that's dumb. Let's no. fucking do something else. Um, I was a little surprised. I, mean, I don't mind seeing different types of Klingons, but like, and obviously. We've seen in the past, like House of Duras, the Duras family all have similar well, Here's the thing. Stuff. So we know a few houses. I was surprised they didn't use one of them. That's true. It's a good point. We, about the House have... of Moog, the House of Duras. Yeah. Was it Martok? Yeah, Martok. Yeah, like, we didn't, yeah. Like, all you have to do is throw in one, and it's such a little thing, but that, that little thing establishes it to connect, no, absolutely. connect it or to something. It. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one of those things that it costs them nothing, it gets them goodwill without losing any goodwill from people who don't know. 
Yeah. Because, like, if I'm a brand new person who's never watched Star Trek before, and this is my first chance, um, I'm, I'm not going to feel like, well, what's this name? I don't understand. Oh, my God, my mind's going to explode. No. Like, they just dropped some names here. There's no reason why they couldn't have made it an established name so other people would care. Yeah. Because you and I would go, oh, man, the House of Moog. Yeah, like, but then again, I don't know if you necessarily need to drop every reference, you know, just for no. the sake of dropping it. I don't. Would it be for the sake of dropping it though? Like you're establishing the houses. Yeah. Like I feel like throwing in one that we but know. Did we even learn anything about the houses yet? Really? Like maybe later on we will. No. Because like we didn't really know much about them other than they're, they're separated and they're not united again. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. all we really know. Like there's been a lot of fucking talk, like you said. Yeah. And that's like what did we actually learn? Well, and I don't. I don't know how I feel, but also like basically like Starfleet did fuck up. They're the ones who made this war happen. I don't know, like, if I needed that to be what happened, though. Like, um, like this basically shows that, like, Burnham's kind of, you know, at fault for this. Yeah, well, it's a, she definitely made... Uh, if it wasn't for her, she never would have killed the first, like, messenger. Yeah, no, no, for you sure. Know, like, it's all her fault. Like, it's all... Like, it's just weird, like... I guess this is part of the thing where they're like, well, the Klingons aren't necessarily bad guys, and this is kind of showing that, like, everyone plays a part... And I well, I think that. this is sort of like to be honest. I think the Klingons are supposed to be sort of like the uh, like you know like the terrorists of today. Like that's sort of what they're what they're going for. That's I mean, the that's, vibe I was getting. It's from a that. dangerous allegory to go down, but it's po- it obviously it kind of leads that, that way. That's what I got out of it. But it that's what they're going. It, for. it just kind of bugs me that like you know, not Starfleet is I agree with generally you, supposed to be about positive things, and the fact that they are basically responsible for the war. I don't know if I needed that. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Like, there could have been a, b- a better reasoning for it than, than the way it went down. Like, I hate to do... Uh, the other thing that was kind of funny, so we have all these different Klingons. Yeah. This just this thought just came to me, but, like, we have 24 different looking Klingons from the 24 different houses, yet all their ships look exactly the fucking same. Yes. When they come in, except yeah. for, obviously, the main sarcophagus ship or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? The other thing about that, what was the deal with the cloaking device? Were they trying to say that it was like some sort of organic cloaking device? That they I'm were, not sure. Which I thought was again really weird too. So like, I mean, what do you think of all the uh, their dead being in coffins? Yeah, well, I mean that's a, a special ship or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's kind of a weird. It was kind of weird. Was it? But um, but again, there's so many things that we don't know anything about yet, right? Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that there's still tons of blanks. Well, it's interesting too because like. It's called Star Trek Discovery. So we're going to have the Discovery is the ship. Yeah. Which sounds exploratory, but we're basically getting a war thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, like, I mean, so I don't know. Like, it's bait and switch, buddy. I know, but like, I don't <laughs> want to watch about a war. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, you know, how long is this war going to last? I don't know. We'll see. I don't mind it being a war. It's a, uh, like, I think it's different to me if we're, we're, we, we jump in and we already get the sense that, like, there is this kind of issue in, like, there, you know, there are wars going on and there's the conflicts, but, like, the, the, to have it become the central thing of the show because they start the conflict and we see this character being part of it, yeah. it makes it, like, you have to have a, res- a resolution in some way from that main character because it was her fault that it started. And I don't know if I need that. Or if I, if I need Oh, that. you don't need it to be that direct a connection kind no. of thing? No. Yeah, I hear you. It's a, um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I guess we'll wait and see. There is a lot of that stuff that we really don't know about yet. So, like we again, we haven't seen the actual crew of the Discovery yet, and how, like, and I feel like this is one of those things where you dig the, a, a character into such a hole 
that like I don't know if well I can, yeah that, that's the other thing how like, do I buy Burnham getting out that's true yeah like the, so the other thing that really bothered me at the end when she was being sentenced or whatever mm-hmm. uh, why are the admirals in shadow yeah like I know. what the fuck is like is Starfleet just become this like are they section 31 now like mm. again retarded stylistic choice it's, because ooh it looks good well here's the thing if you didn't if you'd never seen Star Trek before you'd been like oh that's kind of dark but okay yeah but that's what I mean is that, that like who are the idiots that go yes that is a good idea yeah. and you know nobody in the room said hey why the fuck is Starfleet hiding in the shadows like this is just so stupid it's just it look it's a small simple thing but it's so stupid mm-hmm. it's beyond stupid it's they, it's exactly not Star Trek like the yeah. admirals are not the people that would hide behind no. sentencing an officer that was a fucking idiot, like yeah. you said. And you know what? The more you think, the, like the more you've mentioned that now, yeah. the more I think of like, yeah, I can't fucking stand this character now. No, like she's a moron. And she's just a, she's infuriating. Like just because like I some of the stuff I thought was cool, the fact that she was as smart as she was. I mean, yeah, like the Vulcan like, thing was kind of neat. One thing I really didn't like was the the, the nerve pinch. No, I didn't mind her using the nerve pinch. Like, if she's what's it? What really bothered me was the like um, subspace telepathy. The subspace, yeah, mind meld. Like, what the fuck? Again, like that was fucking. Retarded. That reminded me of the stupid subspace of transporters that can go across the whole fucking yeah. galaxy. Really, like, there's supposed to be limits. Exactly. These guys again. Now you've created this stupid non-limit of uh, of this like thing. Like, for mind meld, you're supposed to have contact. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just stupid. Like, and it, and it again. You've created this scene because, like, oh, look, they can talk to each other. Tele- like, for what? Like, it's not needed. It's a fucking dumb thing. Like, well, it's interesting, too, because at first you have she her only do- has flashbacks when she's knocked out all the yeah. time. You do have her do the uh, the subspace communication earlier with Sarah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, th- and then when she's knocked out, she can just, like, mentally. Nah, it was, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's, again, some idiot went, oh, I think that would be cool. I, I have a question. So um, the idea is that, you know, they, they know Klingons exist, but there hasn't been contact for 100 years. Yeah. Except for 30 years ago when it killed all her, her entire family. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, and also So why are you saying Enterprise? 100 years? Well, isn't it 100 years ago Enterprise? I guess so, yeah. Rough. More or less? Yeah. So, like, that part didn't bother me. 100 years, it's, yeah. it could be 95, like, they're rounding up, that's fine, whatever. Yeah, no, but yeah. the fact that, like, you can't say 100 years yeah, and then her show family. that her family died because of Klingons 30 years ago, yeah. then it was 30 years ago. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't 100. Like, like no, it's, yeah, it's a silly thing, right? Like, that's just a really stupid small thing, but, like, come on, do no. your math, guys. No, for sure. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, I guess that was like some little small skirmish that we don't really know about. I guess, or that, or that isn't that universally known. And like, why did the, why was Sarek even nearby? And then like, yeah, I guess, I'm hoping that we're going to have some explanations later on. Like, they're laying a lot of groundwork, but I, there's, there's not a lot of payoff here. I feel like using Sarek is lazy. I agree. There, there absolutely was no need for Sarek to have the to make that Vulcan connection for her. Could it could have been any new Vulcan. We could have had a well, new character. I guess. Well, I'm actually going to back, back backpedal then because I guess this is he's supposed to be one of the only ones who actually like kind of was more human or like because he had a human like a, a human love interest. Yeah, like, we we get the sense that he's very much an outlier there. That there aren't a lot of Vulcans who do this. Right. So the idea that he would not only so you know, he would be the logical choice to yes. take it on a, a well, human. The only choice because one other Vulcan would do it. Yeah, that's true. So as much as it bugs me that they used him and it feels a little lazy, yeah, I guess they really had no choice because otherwise it. it no, you're, you're right. Using it kind of fits. Kind of fits. But then again, what's a um, you know like 
it's only ten years before TOS. He looks a lot younger than ten years too. Like a, yeah. So that kind of bothered me. The other thing that bothered me about his makeup was his ears. They're fucking elf ears, not Vulcan ears. Yeah. This is one of the things that Nimoy was very particular about was the the ears that they, he liked were the ears where the point kind of curves forward mm. at the end. Yeah. And that really bothered me that nobody again on the fucking makeup team was like, hey, maybe Nimoy, the guy that created the whole fucking thing when it comes to the, <laughs> the, 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 the species of Vulcans, yeah. you know, maybe we should listen to him. No, we're going to do something different. And, you know, like, again... Different for the sake of being fucking different is not necessarily good, you know? Like, nobody says anything in this, like, group of idiots. Like, you know, like, somebody, please speak up and be like, no, that's not a good idea. True. Like, who's running the show here that, like, nobody thinks that, like... I'm really curious what kind of arguments happen behind the scenes because, like, I feel like somebody would have spoken up for that. True. So we got two episodes... uh, Sorry, two episodes. Two episodes of Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, it was good. I mean... To be honest, uh, I figured she was probably going to end up dead. Yeah. Like, just because, uh, you know, the ship was probably going to get it blown up. Really didn't have much of an impact on me in the sense that, like, we didn't really get to know her that great. No. I was just kind of like, oh, well, yeah, there she goes. Yeah. Plus, like, like, in the title sequence, she comes up as special guest star. Yeah, she does. Which also, like, really leads to, yeah, yeah she's not going to be here very long. I would have liked to have seen more of the character, to be honest, because I think she was a great captain. Which we can like, still for, see. In well, flashbacks. I mean, I guess in flashbacks, yeah, you're right. They're not, they're not, they're not against using them. Yeah, and I, that's true. Was it because I, I did like her as her character, as what it, what we did get to see out of her. Yeah, was it? Um, I like I, I believable captain. I could see her being in command much yeah. more than Burnham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, it's interesting too. Because, so we spend a lot of time in this episode with Shaoyo's character, who's dead. Yeah. Most of the bridge cast of the Shenzhou, who are, are dead, dead. <laughs> or yeah. presumed dead. So we have just one survivor that we know of for sure. Uh, who well, the thing is, uh, yeah, the other guy, though, I'm pretty sure we see him later on, right? The alien. I don't know. Well, for sure, we only know that Burnham survived. Yeah, I'm not I, saying I guess, thing. yeah, from a to- if you're totally looking at the show's perspective. And then, you do see a lot of escape pods, though. We do. And then on the Klingon side, the yeah, one the we spend the most time with, he dies. He's dead, too. So yeah. it's kind of like we spent two hours... And most of that time is spent with people who are no longer going to be continuing on the show. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. Yeah, it's kind of so. Fun. So I guess the problem is if you're going to give me a good, believable antagonist in the Klingons, you've taken away their charismatic leader, who at least uh, who occupied a ton of screen time. So now, who's the natural? Is it like that that guy who's the, the new guy? son of? Yeah, yeah. like son it, of none. Son of none is now son yeah, of. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Tavaka or whatever. Yeah, name was. Uh, I hear you on that. So it's just it's again it's so interesting as a structure, and we know that the first season is broken up into two main stories too, right? As they've kind of come out and said that is it? It's broken up into two. stories? That's why we have like an uninterrupted run, and then it goes on hiatus till January, and it comes back for the second half. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it doesn't mean it still can't be part of one big story, but like. Yeah, I mean, in theory, it's going to have some sort of conclusion that won't feel like it's a cliffhanger. Well, yeah. Or though, who knows? First episode really was well, a yeah. piss off for that. Yeah, well, I could see anybody that was watching it like it was. It, it was very much a sales pitch. Like, go buy yeah. it now. So Although, you can watch I guess the second one. if this was like a Netflix style show, it makes sense to be like, watch it right now. 
No, that's true. That's like, true. if this, if they were all available it does right now. Feel it. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. Like, too. you probably wouldn't want to stop because you'll go. Well, well, to be fair, Battlestar did its fair share of those kind of endings as and well. And it's this kind of new. It's the new style, I guess. Yeah. But, like, it's more so with the Netflix style where you can really just go right into the next yeah. one. Yeah. No, so, that's, that's true. Which, you know what I mean? So that makes a lot of sense that, like, they'd want to do something like that, but that's not what we, that's not how they're developing the show. So, like, that's not even an option. You can't go stream the rest. So it's yeah. just this weird... Yeah, I guess the the ending of the second episode definitely made me go, like, fuck you. Like... Uh, the ending of the second episode really did bother me, too. Especially, like, it's just like, oh, okay, like, they're basically stripping her of rank, throwing her in jail. It, and, like, we know she's going to be out of jail on the yeah, on, on like, the Discovery. Again, I feel like this two hours could have been compressed differently because I feel like I want to have a more of a, a better sense of what the show is going to be. Yeah, no, that's Cause, true. Because what do you know of the show? It's like they want you to just keep watching because you don't know what's going on. Yeah, but, like, we know there's a war now. Yeah. But that immediate conflict is over. Yeah. So now life is going to be different because now... Well, dude, you're going to get another bunch of cool sequences of, like, you know, know. ship battles. But it's cool because it's, it's film-like. I know. It looks like a movie. It does Isn't look that like a movie. That's the other thing that really bothers me with all the talk about this show has all been like, oh, look at the look. Yeah. And, oh, look how diverse we are. You know, and look at, oh, it's like, great. It's a, can you write a fucking good story? Yeah. So, you know? the the the... Uh, kind of the elephant in the room is you have the Orville now. Yeah, no, for which, sure. It's a, and so, like, we, we were not... Before we get into Orville, it's yeah. a, let's just quickly touch on the uh, opening sequence. Yes. Did, what did you think of the opening sequence? It is forgettable. Totally forgettable. Like, I'm glad, I, I I'm think, glad they went with a classic. I think too. my mom was like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Yeah, there's not nothing going on there. Like, like they're kind of showing you like it, weird it, it, like blueprints of like different things. Yeah, a couple things that are like sort of blowing apart. Like, so you can see the innards and then going back together. It just like there was no form or substance. There was nothing to it. It was like really like it was well, fun. it's I interesting too because like the last like as as much as people have problems with the um, the song in Enterprise. Yeah, that yeah. opening was fucking awesome. Yeah, the opening sequence is. I agree. This is what I was going to touch on. Was like. Yeah, I, I, so for me, the opening sequence, I didn't mind the song that much. I know a lot of people hated it. Yeah. But I get it. They tried something different. I'm mm-hmm. glad that with this one they went with a classical theme. It didn't work. I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't do another pop song. Take the music from this, put it with the opening sequence from Enterprise. It'd be about it might be better. better. But the music from this, too, wasn't all that memorable. No. Like well, the Voyager theme, Deep Space Nine, they're all beautiful themes. Well, it was really just a weird remix of like, like a weird new flourish on an existing theme. Right well, the yeah, it has the beginning of the, like, TOS. And thing. at the very end as well. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I don't know what, like, they were thinking on that, too. Very forgettable. Not interested in that. Like, I don't care to yeah. see that. Like, I'll just fast forward You could it. probably hum the other themes, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Exactly. Voyager was a beautiful sequence. Like, is a beautiful opening. I loved watching that. This yeah. one, I'll just fast forward through there it. There was actual care, care involved in yeah, this. Yeah, this was it. And again, Especially Voyager. Le- leading into our Orville talk. Yeah, the Orville very much like an opening sequence, like oh, absolutely, and really cool, like exploratory. A, yeah, it felt nice, like it was. Like, it felt like you know what again what I would have expected from a show called Discovery. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, well, I guess we'll see. Like, if it almost could have, could have been called you know Star Trek: The Klingon War. No, for sure. Yeah, I might have gone into it differently. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I'm still. It's like I'm not sold on this show. I'm definitely not sold on this show. No. I will keep watching. I'm a fan. I want to give it a fair shake, but I'm not impressed by the first two episodes. No. There, there's majority of the stuff I'm just finding, like, now that we're talking about it, it annoys me even more. <laughs> and I feel like what's a, this is the same road that T- like 2009 went on. 
Yeah. You know, like I started out being like trying to be open minded with it, and the more I thought about it, the more it annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah. I, I feel I got a feeling that this is going to be the same thing because, like you said, like I, I actually didn't it just mind the like character chain- of Burnham as much. Yeah. And now I realize, you know what? You're right. She was a fucking moron. Yeah, she's like, lying. I, I, I'll agree with you. Like I, at the time when I saw her shoot the Klingon, I was like, "Fuck you, really?" Like yeah. that's that really bothered me too because you're a Starfleet officer. Like have some fucking composure. And yeah. like you know, she deliberately switched her weapon from stun to yeah. kill. It there was is um, a lot. I guess if I could sum up, I feel like one of the major problems we have is change for change's sake and not for any real reason. Yeah, don't just like, like don't like just the, change the makeup for the sake of. Like they, the they keep of the, saying that there's going to be an explanation. Yeah. I got a feeling that that's just like they're just saying that to calm us down a little bit. And yeah. I have a feeling that they're too fucking dumb to realize. Like that's the thing. Honestly, I feel like. Unfortunately, that the people that are writing what did the Klingons look like in uh, Into Darkness? Uh, they were different. They had the piercings. Remember, oh, so, like okay. they like. Well, besides that, were they kind of the same? No, they looked more traditional than these Klingons, to be honest. Okay, and like again, though, they changed them with the piercings again for the sake of making them look more badass, I guess. Which is just like I hate that kind of shit. We already Don't have an existing change. look. Why do we have to exactly change it? like it's just change for change sake, and it's it's dumb. Like, I'm not against change if it makes sense and it has a reason. You know, the, it just feels like there a lot of this stuff is change for change's sake because, ooh, we want to make it look cool. Mm. And that's what ruined the fucking movie timeline. Ooh, we want to make it look cool. Here we're doing it again on TV. It's, it's fuck off. Yeah. Do good stories. Fucking have good characters. You know? Like, and again, this, this, this felt like it's Then why too fucking long. call it Star Trek, right? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you calling it Star Trek for then? If you're just going to do, you know, not sure. change for change's sake. It's not. Well, it's and again, not. as I said, like, this was very decompressed. Like, this didn't have to be as long as it was. No, I agree. There was a lot, a lot going on with not a lot of substance. It could have been a lot shorter, like, and not that difficult. Yeah, no, for sure. You they know? could have reorganized the story a bit. And, just made it tighter. Yeah. You no, know? for sure. Like, it's we, pretty like, loose. like, and like, again, I. There's some the things where too, I ca- who knows like what this was originally, right? Because Brian yeah. Fuller dropped off pretty fast, and apparently there was a lot of conflict with him in the studio and what they yeah. wanted, right? Like, but some sequences like were in theory cool, but again went on too long. Like the whole uh, her being in the the, the space suit, yeah, it's kind of kind of cool. No, and the I fact agree. that like you know like all the precautions they took and like the thrusters yeah. and like all the the sensors was interesting. But so it went on a little long. This was another thing that I thought was kind of funny. It was a, all the talk on the bridge. Yeah. Like, even for me as a Star Trek fan, I was like, they're, like, really trying almost too hard to be technical on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They're, like, really getting into, like, ooh, we're, st- we're talking Star Trek. You know? Oh, and it's yeah. like, yeah. Well, it was the only time they did it, so. No, I know, but it's it just, like, they, there was a lot of that, though. Like, oh, you know, like. There's almost too much techno babble, and this is like coming from a Star Trek fan. Really, like, I didn't feel that like there was that much. They were, they were doing a lot of it, like for at some points there, it was kind of like oh, 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 you know. It was just kinda- and another thing, like they again very unstarfleety, the blowing up the main ship the way they did in, in the like des- in desecrating the dead. That's kind of a bold move, like to make that bomb. Oh well, yeah, I guess what's a but I mean you know. At that point, shit's going down. You got to do what yeah. you got to do to a certain degree. I guess Kirk would have done it. Yeah, it was a. I mean, it's just uh, that that didn't bug me so much. So, uh, but it, bug, I, it bugged me a little. What bugged bit. me more was her she, she, executing that guy. And so when she should have taken him prisoner. Yes. Right. Like, and well, she's guess, the one that makes the suggestion in the first place. Yes. Like, well, well, it does bug. Yeah, exactly. She knew exactly what it would do. Yeah. Make it and and again that was frustrating because she spells it out. 
what we shouldn't do, and she's the one who does it. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Exactly. Like, so you have created. She was emotionally war. compromised. Yeah, but like, like but, yeah, but she really couldn't just like you know. No, I, I agree with you. Like, you could not do that. Like, yeah, so dumb. Yeah, it's very, very against you know Starfleet. And, yeah. Anyway, all right. So, do we want to make Orville comparisons? <laughs> well, I mean, Orville is a very different show. It's a like it's classic Star Trek. Yeah, no, I agree. If you squint really hard, you'll you'll forget you'll forget it's not Star Trek. I'll be honest with you, like that last episode, the, there's been the third three one. now. There's right? been three, so, yeah. so it's a, the, each one better than the last. I think was it. What's the third one called? Is it about a girl? Yes. Yeah. So that was absolutely brilliant. And yeah. I told that to a bunch of people. I'm like, because my dad was like, I don't want to watch that. I'm like, I know it's because of Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, you don't want to watch it because he's like, it's a comedy. I'm like, it is kind of yes. Yeah, so it's interesting. I almost feel like over the course of the three episodes the comedy has toned down yes and like the third episode is like the third it's episode it's very much a TNG episode the third man. episode was perfect like I, I honestly I agree loved with it. you like like by the end like it almost didn't matter which way they went it was still gonna be kind of sad but like the fact that like they lost the case no it was it was a perfectly like it was a very like it had it held to me that episode held more emotional weight than this two hour absolutely you know Star Trek yeah. Discovery Absolutely. Like, and again, to Not me, even. like when I watched that episode, in my mind, I was like, "Star Trek's back on TV." Yeah. And that was just before this came out, and I, you know, and this is what, like it's Cause funny because I joked, something. I joked about like watch the Orville be more Star Trek than Discovery yeah, is, and it, and it kind of is well, from what I've seen so far. It, it, it told like a dilemma. It, it did a classic th- type of thing. Like I was telling Kelly about it, and she was like, "I don't even know what side to come down on." Because, like, on the yeah. one hand, you can't force your own, you know, your own culture on another. But on the other hand, like, it seems so wrong to do something like that. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. It, to, it played on a classic trope. Like, and, I mean, maybe it is kind of old school to, uh, storytelling. Like, maybe it is. Because, like, the look of Warville is more, much more TNG. It is. You know, but, again, maybe change for the sake of change is yeah. not, you know, not necessary, right? Um, like, I did, did love the use of, the use of uh, Rudolph. To, Rudolph, yeah, that was to, awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. It's like if if his dad had, had him euthanized like he wanted, he's like, uh, I don't yeah. think that was on the table. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, like again, so that, that was smart comedy. Exactly. That's the only thing with McFarland that bothers me is that he he goes for the cheap joke a lot well, like of times. You started the series with the weird sex joke. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, he he'll go for the cheap joke more times than not. What's a but like. That was a funny joke because like, it was actually like it was weighted into like the emotional dilemma that's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and again, if he tones his stuff a little bit more, like at least with this show, if he goes more that direction with the smart humor, like it, it has more potential to be more like a real Star Trek. Like it's definitely got like that third episode is totally the spirit of Star Trek. It, like to me, that is perfect. Like they had, they nailed it. Mm-hmm. These fuckers with discovery. I don't know, man. I'm really like. Well, I guess that's the idea, right? Like, what what are they what's, what are they really saying? Like, yeah, what the- are you trying to say? Like, they really didn't like. To me, like I say, I I got a feeling the Klingons are sort of a terrorist like organization. Is but not really. To, but but they're, at they're, the same time, no. There's but, a fundamentalist who kind of believes in like prophecies and like. You know, yeah. of one thing which is interesting, but like he's also saying, like, be wary of these people; they, they will they will come for you. Yeah, and he's kind of not wrong. Well, no, he's kind of not wrong, especially with the way Burnham acted. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, he was kind of completely justified. Like, it's yeah. just kind of weird because, like, you're not usually supposed to come down on the side of like, yeah, you know, the clowns are right. Yeah, no, but, yeah, they kind of were. Well, the, this again. Now that you say that, now I'm thinking about something. I think he's one of the writers was on that after Star Trek thing and he mm-hmm. was trying to be like oh yeah no we're going to show both sides of the 
of the conflict, right? Like the Klingons and the thing. So, yeah. like, we're really going to go, like, into that type of shades of gray? Like, you know what I mean? But like you said, like, Starfleet is supposed to be this beacon. better. Like, even in Deep Space Nine, when they addressed the war, they always tried to come out on the, you know... Like, yeah. there, there's very few episodes where they totally, like... Even Cisco, like, the episode uh, that we're both huge fans of, it was yeah. at, uh, in The Pale, in the Pale Moonlight. Moonlight, Cisco gets, like, caught up in in the thing and realizes at the end, like, fuck, it's a, like, I fucked up large. Yeah. Can I can it? live with it. It's a, but at the same time, it's a different type of... Yeah, well, it felt like that was something, like, he struggled with the entire time and he finally decided... I can do this. Where it felt like this Burnham would have been like, yeah, fuck it. Let's yeah, exactly, do it. exactly. Like, and, and like it, it felt more. Cisco earned. still had a dilemma. Like he was still. It's a, and like, that's what made it so so compelling. Yeah, because you have this moral guy being confronted with an immoral choice. Yeah. for the betterment of of the of the galaxy, yeah. know, the Alpha Quadrant, and he knows it's the kind of the right thing. But like it doesn't make it any easier to do. And it's not like he stepped into it, and like, it only gets worse. Like the, throughout the episode, like. Right, but he also, like, it sort of goes out of his control. Like, he does. doesn't have direct control over everything. Like, no. He, he didn't see Garrick... He didn't see that Garrick was going to kill the senator. No. Like, he, he realized it at the end. Fuck, I, like, Garrick, that's exactly what Garrick would do. Yeah. But he didn't... At the time, he was so caught up in getting the wrong... And he says that. Like, I was so... Mm-hmm. Like, ca- his eye was on the goal that he that they lost sight of everything else. Whereas, yeah. like, yeah, Burnham seems like a fucking idiot now. A little bit. Like... So yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, I would nasty. I would say not even just a little bit, but a lot. Like, yeah, kind of like and how really, the hell really is she dumb. Become first officer of the Discovery, really? Uh, I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I have no idea. Anyway, I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. Obviously, I'm gonna still watch, but you know, the more we talk about it, I've got a feeling this shit is gonna be going down the troops like uh, fucking the new <sighs> Calvin timeline. I, I guess here's the thing. It might be fine on its own merits, on its own, but that's not the point. If it's if don't it's slap all, Star Trek on its title. Yes, if it's not going to work as a Star Trek show, then why make a Star Trek show? Yeah, why? Uh, not, because it's a we want to make a bunch of money for CBS All Access. That's why. Yeah, because we use a big big title that we have. Well, then that's it. Then we can. Uh, They've never managed it that well. No, Star Trek's been mismanaged a lot, like over the years. But it's a um, but at the same time, I don't know, man. The eight. 18 year run of Star Trek like there's, there's obviously some really shit episodes in there too especially the first couple of years but, of Next Gen but there's also you know something about it just was a they always had they ha- always they like even the shit episodes it seems like they had the right spirit in mind you know what I mean like there's mm. certain things that you can look to and go you know what I get what they were going for there maybe it didn't work but yeah maybe it didn't work maybe but at the same time though it's still Star Trek true you know what I mean like whereas now we're just getting into ooh flash, you know ooh bang. Yeah. It's like it's still, it's still pretty change bright for the sake of change. It's still pretty bright on the bridge. Yeah. I did find it funny when they had the giant flare, and I'm like, well, that's coming from JJ Abrams, right? Jeez, oh, <laughs> like, this is giant fucking strobe lights. So like, and they couldn't just like shut the shut like again. That's the part a design flaw of that ship. You couldn't just have something to black it out. They don't have blackout curtains. That's true. You're right. Like it's kind of funny. The windows. They did say that they had them like. I guess they had a tint, but it was at maximum illumination. Yeah, you're right again. You couldn't have like some sort of shield come Blast out. Shield, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like like they're routinely going up against near suns. You don't have something to be like, oh shit. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny. I didn't it's think of that. But super you're right. dumb. Like it's just the it's a stylistic thing. Like again, of course, it, 
Again, uh, the, the, it's interesting that most of our problems are the stylistic ones and not. Yeah, absolutely. It's not the stories necessarily. The story, there's potential there, and it can be expanded. It can be interesting. I just wish I had a, a main character I could root for. And no, I you're right. Feel like, I, I didn't feel like I rooted for her. I felt like I was like, no, like stop doing what you're doing. Like I was rooting yeah, for the you're, captain. You're an idiot. It's true. You're right. It was like the captain's right. The captain knows what she's doing. The captain is, you know, okay, this is a weird thing to say, and I'm instantly going to regret it. But the way, okay, Michelle Yeoh and the way she com- uh, composes herself here, it's very calm, judicious, kind of like Barack Obama. Yeah. And then you have her number one, who's kind of like Trump. <laughs> Let's yeah. just do shit. <laughs> not really thinking it through. Like, again, like, not actually, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. In terms of... Well, they tried to play her, like, oh, she's kind of log- illogical, or she's kind of logical, she's but she has... super hot-headed, though. But but she's emotional. Like, the, so they're trying to, like, play with, like, ooh, like, look at that, like, you know, that it's almost like duality. She, it's almost like she had the brashness of Kirk with none of the luck. <laughs> Because Kirk succeeds based on luck a lot. Yeah, well, again, like, he's, like, like I, I don't know. Let's like he see takes, where these writers go he takes chances. He he gets himself you know ruled by emotions sometimes. Uh, you know he does kind of crazy things. And again, this is kind of interesting too. But the way that the Shinzu is kind of um, portrayed is very much in the kind of the TNG model where it's not the wild west of space anymore. Yeah. Whereas in TOS, it most definitely is. It's yeah. Rough well, she, and tumble. She, she also mentions that she's like a former, uh, like veteran, like, yeah. right? Like the she mentions, and it's a science vessel. It's not necessarily the same type of exploratory, like yeah, for first contact that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a. Uh, I don't know. The more we talk about it, the, the more I'm. I'm excited to see Isaac's. Um, what's his name? Um, Jason Isaac's the actor. Yes, the captain. To be fair, like out of the trailer, he looked the most interesting to me. Like out of the out of the, he bunch. looked the most Star Trekky. Yeah. Um, I am curious to see, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, obviously, I'm going to keep watching. But so we we got to see him at the fan expo. Yeah, talk. Now, he didn't really talk about Star Trek because he couldn't. No, really. and there's yeah, not much to it talk wasn't, about. It wasn't on. But um, I found that fascinating because it's, I didn't realize how much he really like is you know an actor who's really engaged with like kind of developing things and and taking things on the page and actually adding things. And I'm interested to kind of find out afterwards what he adds to this new character that he's creating for Star Trek. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll see. You know, because it made him me respect him as an actor and really interested to see what choices he makes. I agree. Um, because some actors, you know, they just kind of do what's on the page and some others really do something fresh. They have they have mentioned like the next episode is sort of like the, the, the second pilot, right? Like they, yeah. I believe they've said that. So let's hope that the second pilot is better. See, I feel like you could have had two pilots in the first two hours. You didn't. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. This first pilot, again, like, it was two hours and it could have been an hour. Yeah. And Would then not have been that hard to... In the after track, we did see that, did you see that new scene? I don't think I did, no. Oh, okay. They're, they did show a, an engineering scene. Okay. Where they're talking about, like, you know, the, this technology is classified, this technology is mm. classified. Let me ask you a question. So I'll, we, we spend a fair amount of time in the first two episodes with Michael's backstory and her flashbacks. Yeah. Do you think they were necessary for you to understand her character for this episode, or could we have had those sprinkled in? Yeah, I know. I don't think all the flashbacks were necessary. Like, like but I, we, I almost feel like they were trying to get them all out of the way and get it out. Yeah. Of the like, did, did we need this the the Sarek that we got here? The the level of Sarek involved with her, and I guess maybe that's how she gets out of prison. Uses his diplomatic connections. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I like don't know. is Vulcan purely part of Starfleet at this point? Part of the Federation or? Yeah, the Federation exists, right? So the, yeah. So yeah, no, no, it's totally because like, Klingon also. But like a hundred like, years ago, they were obviously much more of a controlling partner in what was becoming Starfleet. 
at the time, right? When T'Pol was around and everything. Like, you had the Vulcan High Command. They were definitely like... Yeah, no, no, but in Enterprise, the Federation didn't exist yet. Was it Starfleet? Even? It was Starfleet, but the Federation didn't okay. exist. Okay, Federation of Planets didn't exist. Yeah, okay. at this point, the Federation exists. A question that I saw someone post on Twitter, and it made me curious. Yeah. So T'Pol's still alive, right? Uh, yeah, this has been talked about before, like, you know, obviously way back when this was first, like, announced and stuff. People and it, were, like, her yeah, lifespan would pretend, indicate... Potentially, T'Pol could show up. I mean, because Spock lived to yeah. TNG. So yeah, for sure. And Sarah's, passed. In fact, he's Sarah's. the latest point we've seen in the original timeline, is him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In, in the post-Nemesis world, that's all we've ever seen is that brief snippet. Yeah, no, no, for sure. So it's a... Um, she totally could be around. Absolutely. And Sarah, could, too, lived till... TNG era, right? That's right. Yeah. So he's a, super old. Yeah. So no, she could totally be around. Um, and technically, I guess what's a, I guess the annex or sorry, the one seven zero one. Well, no, the one seven zero one hasn't. Well, actually, had they just it. started the mission when the original series started, or were they already? Well, there was a five year mission before, right? Yeah. Before, it? So Captain Pike would be in command. Yeah. So it's a. This would be around that time where Captain Pike would be. Taking off, and it does mention in Archer's bio that no one was ever really supposed to see in, in a mirror darkly. Yeah, yeah, that he lived to see the launch of one seven zero one. Interesting, and then passed away. So he's still alive. After. So potentially Archer could be alive as well. They'll never use them, but I, you, you never know. I mean, that would be kind of uh, wild out of left field, like you know, some Enterprise characters showing up. I would be a big fan of that. Well, really, just I'd, I'd like to see to Paul and Archer are the one. The to me, just get the fucking story going right. Yeah, so, and let's see where it goes before we start throwing cameos in. You know what I mean? Bring in the Easter eggs afterwards. Yeah, I, like you don't necessarily have to throw in Easter eggs all the time, but no. like, I mean, it's a tradition in Star Trek. Like they did it with the, but they told good stories. You know, when yeah. Spock showed up on TNG, it was a good story. It was. You know, yeah, Scotty showed up. It was a fun story. You yeah. know, like I don't know. Maybe we're just getting old now. It's a, you know, like maybe we like the old things, the old ways that of storytelling mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't know like it it still just feels to me like this is more flash than substance and yeah. you know it's a shame right and that I feel like that episode of the Orville was definitely resonated more than than this two hours that, of, of flash that one episode of the Orville was so good that I would show that to almost any fan of science fiction yeah I think I think it, I thought, it did a solid job of, it, of it what, just, it's, what, it, what this is supposed to be it was just smart it was smart I think it's like uh, people, I think, are writing off the Orville as being kind of the dumb Seth MacFarlane comedy. And that's not no, unfair. for sure, and I, it's kind of a shame. Uh, if I feel like that was the only way he could sell it to the network, yeah. Like, but yeah, like I, and I'm worried that it might get canned as a result of that. One a, a comic book I love called uh, Sex Criminals. It was originally pitched as kind of being this kind of you know dick joke book kind of comic, yeah. and they started writing the comic, and they realized. Oh shit! That's not what those, this is. This is actually a much deeper like examination of like. Well, there's basically this this these this two people that come together and literally, uh, they find out that when they have sex and they reach climax, they actually like stop time. But they <laughs> they didn't realize that like they they could both do this on their own. But then oh, they, okay. but then they 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 hook up together and they're both like awake at this like they're both conscious and they're like, yeah. wait a minute you're you're here and then you know as any reasonable people would do they just had to rob a bank 
while they have sex. Oh, okay. So they have sex and everything else stops in the world, so they go and rob a bank. And it, was, it becomes its own thing, but they realized as they were breaking the first issue that they had sold it to the publisher as, we're going to do this kind of you know, dick joke book, it'll be funny. And it still was funny, but it became a lot more, and a lot more about like love yeah. relationships in this modern world. Yeah. And then as it was coming out, they were like, oh shit, you know, we've probably scared off anyone who would actually really enjoy the, the deeper themes. Yeah. And the people who are coming are expecting a dick, a dick joke book, and they're not going to get that. Yeah. We might be fucked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, now they got lucky, and and a, a lot of things happened, and it ended up being a huge success. And they were Times Comic of the Year that year, okay. and so like, and like they're fine. I think yeah. that's a deal actually with CBS. I think to eventually develop into a property, but okay. But it's just like one of those things where like you know you you pitched one thing one way, and it ends up yeah. Going well, so here, here's the interesting thing. Have we is Discovery the the it's Star Trek, but it's total fucking bullshit. Or that's what we're not getting what we want. And then meanwhile, Orville's the the comedy, but it's actually going to be Star Trek a little bit. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. It's it going to be interesting, like, and it is funny that they're going head to head, kind of. Kind of, yeah. They're in the same space. Yeah, so it, it is it is kind of a funny thing. Well, they'll never actually have to go head-to-head because one of them will be streaming and the other one is right. on Thursday But it is now. funny that they're out at the same time. And here we have two competing mm-hmm. Star Trek shows in a way. And one of them is a lot more optimistic. And, like again, like like even on three episodes of the Orville has there been any real discontent between besides uh, Bordas and his like cultural beliefs for his, his progeny? That was basically it. Like yeah. everyone else kind of gets along. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the captain and his ex-wife. There's a bit. Yeah, but even then, they kind of. But yeah, the, over ten- the, one the tension is different. Like it's not. Yeah, like they're all sort of. They all respect it's, each other. It's like quibbly. It's the, they'll quibble. Yeah. but they're not going to fight. You yeah, know for mean? sure. It definitely has that more relaxed like tone, right? Like it's not so yeah. intense. And I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. You can do. You can have some conflict amongst your characters and stuff, and still be thing. But like, yeah, they're the. It just doesn't feel true to Star Trek yet. Like, to no. me, like, this discovery is so far is... But, yeah, and the Orville feels more like Star Trek to me, so... It does. It's kind of fucked. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, final thought? Like I say, I'm going to watch it. I want to give it a fair shake, but, like, I feel like the more we talk about it, the more it's, I'm realizing it's not fucking Star Trek. <laughs> And it's just going to be the same shit like with the Calvin timelines. Yeah. The more I think about those movies, the more I dislike them. So how many photons, torpedoes out of five? Uh, I mean, like like you say, it's hard. you want to don't not judge it on everything that came before. But again, you slap Star Trek on it, you, you kind of have, have to. Have. You have to take it within context. So it's a um, out of four, out of five, out of five. I'm going to say two, okay. two and a half at best. I think I would go about two, two and a half. Like again, there's. A lot of like it, aesthetically, it looks pleasing. Yeah, but it, again, just, but at times just it looks good. Doesn't I, mean no. It's good, right? And at times it did seem like they were trying to be like, "Hey, look what we can do! Look what we can show you!" Yeah, they were going a little overboard on. Oh, look where we got movie quality shit. It was a little much, like yeah. that opening sequence. We flew all the way to Jordan. There's no was. need for that. Yeah, it's, 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 it really didn't add anything. How much money did you blow on that? Good job, boys. Yeah, it didn't need to be there. Um, yeah. It, I'm interested to see what comes next. Absolutely. No. Um, I want to see where they go with it, and maybe it'll. I be hope. Pre- I hope it gets better. That's and here's the thing: I think it might end up being very entertaining, but I don't know if it'll ever really truly feel like Star Trek. Yep, that's a good, good, good way of putting it. You know, like it might be a great story about you know this war against the the Klingons, and that's cool. Is that fundamentally Star Trek? Like, yeah. like we we got a war in DS Nine, but it still felt like it was Star Trek. 
No, they, for sure. They still wove in like central concepts. They still wove in like um, conflicts that made sense for the Star Trek universe and felt real. Yep. Uh, put the characters through moral quandaries, not just physical and dangers. Yeah. Uh, like as you said with uh, in the pale moonlight, that is a, an episode all about you know like you have something like Starfleet that's supposed to mean to start stand for something, yeah. and sometimes you know in war things go not the way you expect. Yeah, but like in that case, like again, but like it, Cisco had a goal in mind and it took and lost its track t- of everything else. And you it know? took like, its toll. It felt yeah. like like it felt like you know again as you said it spiraled he out didn't of his go control. Out of his way to like do those actions. He didn't execute someone. Yeah, exactly. Like multiple then, people. He didn't end up in jail. Like you know like. Although he could have for what he did. Well, technically, <laughs> if they were to disclose more of what happened, yeah. right? But at the same time, though, like it's a, it's still, yeah, it, it didn't feel like you know, it's just it has a different feel, and it's hard to put the like you know the words to it, right? Like it just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't have that same no same thing, right? It's just. But maybe we'll lacking. get there. I, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, but I'm doubtful as well. I'm just doubtful because I feel like these guys are more like the movie style. Guys, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same type of shit. Even though we have veterans in the in the writer's room, you know, I just don't know, like, I, you know, like, who doesn't sit there and say, say, like, this is just fucking dumb? Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody says, hey, what, why are Starfleet not, like, in, in the hiding in shadows? Like, yeah. it's, it, and, you know, like, I just feel like someone's like, no, nah, that, that looks cool. But it's all about the look. This is all about look. This is mm. all we care about. That's all, you know, fuck the substance. Yeah. That's kind of what, you know, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from it is fuck substance. It, it looks like a movie. It's good. True. So. All right. Well, uh, and maybe that's studio. It might be. Who knows? So that's, uh, that's us for today. Um, I guess at some point we'll probably, maybe when the series is over, we'll, or the series, the season is over, we'll. Or, yeah. Or, or maybe or, in the, in or the, the break. series. Who knows? Uh, yeah, maybe in the break we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Uh, like the show on Facebook, read and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also listen to us on Stitcher. T. War, thanks again for joining us for uh, taking a look at Star Trek Discovery. And uh, we'll catch you next time on Comic Shenanigans. Bye-bye. <laughs>